0: New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Again, good morning. My name is Ralph. I'm also part of the pastoral team here at New Hope, and it's a pleasure to be here. It's also a joy just to be able to communicate, uh, I believe, God's heart this morning to a gathering of believers. You know, we're the body of Christ. It's exciting to be part of the body of Christ. And even this morning, there's a demonstration. That offering is a beautiful example of one part of the body helping and serving another part of the body of Christ when something happens. Um, so it's a, it's a privilege to be here. Happy New Year. 2015. Okay, so we all know how this works, right? A new year, new beginnings, new beginnings. New Year's resolutions. right So just a few, just a few jokes here, a few highlights here. Um, my wife and I were talking this uh, week, and I said, to her, honey, my resolution for the hidden meaning in your resolution." <laughs> there's, there's a, to decipher that hidden meaning of what is actually your resolution. Um, I have actually been guilty of this one. It's time to renew that gym membership you're never going to use again for the rest of the year. (laughs) Especially when it's only, you you know, right, Mark? It's been down that road. Um, Another another popular resolution I noticed online was my New Year's resolution is to stop hanging out with people who keep asking me about my New Year's resolution. (laughs) I think that's a good one. Um, For the teachers... um, uh, My New Year's resolution, I promise to stop correcting your terrible spelling and to focus more on your horrific grammar. That was somebody's resolution this year. Um, I like this one a lot. Uh, This is more of a New Year's prayer, crying out to God. Dear God, my prayer for 2015 is a fat bank account and a thin body. And please don't mix these up like you did last year. <laughs> That's a good one. This is a New Year's prayer and resolution for maybe the over, over 50 crowd or 60 crowd. It's, uh, Father God, my, my New Year's resolution. No, actually it's a prayer. God grant me the, senil, the senility to forget the people I never liked anyway. And the good fortune to run in the ones that I do, and the eyesight to tell the difference. (laughs) I like that one. And the eyesight to tell the difference. And we're going to end with this one. This is for all of us. We can all end with this uh, New Year's Day prayer, a resolution for the new year. So dear Lord, so far this year I've done really well. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. And I'm very thankful that for that. But in a few minutes, Lord, I'm going to get out of bed. <laughs> and from then on, I'm probably really going to need a lot of help. So that was a good one. Is that good? Amen. New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. That they're good. But now on the, on the serious side of, of life here, I have a question for you. What if? Don't you love these what if questions? What if, what if the most defining moment of the new year? I like that word, defining moment. Now the truth is you can always, you know, when you're on a course and you're setting a course, you can always make corrections. Praise God we can make course adjustments, right? I'm kind of going this way and I need to make a correction or a course adjustment. I need to make a correction in some of the things that might be the way I'm thinking the way I'm living, whatever, but you can make a course correction. But what if? What if the most defining moment of the new year really was your heart or your mindset or your attitude on how you approach a new year and how you enter into a new year? So kind of chew on that a little bit. What if the most defining moment was how you already approached your attitude, your heart, your mindset toward a new year? And do you believe that you are riding a wave of momentum that's over 2,000 years old? Do you believe there's a momentum and a wave that we get to ride on and it's called the advancing kingdom of Jesus Christ? Boy, you really have to have eyes to see. The, The Bible says in the Gospel of John that you can't even see the kingdom unless you're born again. So you have to have an experience with God. You have to be quickened you have to be born again and able to just see the kingdom to understand the king and his kingdom. But there's a momentum, and we're riding a wave in 2015. Do you believe that the, the wave is moving? It's unstoppable. It's unshakable. Absolutely. So there's a reality in the spirit that we are riding a wave, we are riding a momentum of a 2000, over 2,000-year 2000 momentum. You know King Jesus changed everything? King Jesus changed everything. A lot of you know I love sports. I love football. And, we, you, know, you know, even in all of life, you know, I'm hearing It's so funny when I get something in my head and I hear it everywhere. You know, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. You know, that $10,000 check I just got in the mail, is a game changer. It changes things. Two, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to redeem, to restore, to take back everything that was stolen Jesus Christ, the heart of the message today, Char, is Jesus Christ is victor. And there's no other message that gets me excited about life that when I understand and meditate and keep my eyes fixed on the fact that he is already the king. He came to destroy the works of the devil. That light already defeated darkness. That love has already destroyed fear. Fear. And that freedom is available for everybody and nobody has to be in bondage, no more. But what if that defining moment was already how we approached or enter into a very new year, which we'll get into. You know, we all have been exposed or we're all under um, this thing called life or, or influences of the media or things that are constantly being bombarded at us. There's no way you can escape it. But you can, you can learn how to have filters and lenses that help you see life clearly. Yeah. So what are the filters and lenses that you're seeing life through? So just for the fun of it, uh, I found these online. I found them on eBay. And they're called Supernatural Eyewear. And it's amazing because sometimes we're looking out at things and all of a sudden you can put these babies on. <laughs> and all of a sudden I can see clearly the king and the kingdom and the fact that Jesus is a victor. And even what maybe looked like a failure or a defeat or a setback, all of a sudden I see it. I don't see it so close in the woods. I see it from a a perspective that says, I'm riding a wave of momentum that's over 2,000 years old. And Jesus, the king, and his kingdom is advancing on the earth today in significant power and authority. Did you know that the kingdom is advancing today? It's growing It says, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. He's growing. If you understand this beautiful picture that when the kingdom came, the king came and he's been on the earth and he's been taking over planet earth. And the critics or the naysayers or the negative mindset would say, well, what about this or what about that? What if Jesus had never come? What would the condition of planet Earth be if the king had never arrived? That's the question. The question is, Jesus came and he said, I'm going to take every enemy and I'm going to put them under my feet. And then there's a beautiful body of Christ that we get to participate in this process as ambassadors of the king, seeing his rule and his reign advance. Number one in our life Our families, our churches, our cities, our towns, our our nation and the nations. Did you know I found a little tape series? It was the Apostle Paul's tape series. And I I found like a bunch of them all together. And it was about this time, maybe the first Sunday, Cheryl, of every new year, I found that he spoke out of Philippians 3. And constantly was telling the saints of God, forget what lies behind. Press on. Press on. Forget what lies behind. It doesn't matter anymore, really. Because yeah, there's a high calling. There's an upward call. There's a movement that the church has been moving in. Even from his day, it's advancing. It's moving. It's forward. Forget what lies behind. The good and the bad. The victories and the defeats. And keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep moving forward. I think it was called Paul's New Year's speeches or something. His messages. And, he, and part of my heart today is, is amazing Char's uh, prophetic words. She didn't know what I was going to talk about today. But it is, it is so important that the saints of God are constantly reminded that you're moving forward, you're advancing, and God is alive on planet Earth, and Jesus came and changed everything. So another question for you. Is your heart filled with expectation? as you approach and enter into a new year? Is your heart filled with hope? So in this, I want to show a little video clip. But I have to explain a little bit of the video clip because I couldn't believe I talked to somebody this week in their mid-30s, and they had never watched The Christmas Story. So how many of you have never watched the, the, one of my favorite movies, The Christmas Story? Everybody pretty much... Okay, so wave if you have seen the Christmas story. Okay, so you guys know Ralphie and Randy? And you know the leg lamp in the living room? And you know the story with the tongue on the pole and double dare and triple dare? And you know, and you know the crazy story of Ralphie and Randy? One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, so if you've never seen the movie, you should see it. But briefly, in kind of focusing on one scene of the movie... The the essence of the whole movie is Ralphie is petitioning everywhere he can that he's going to get his favorite, awesome, dreaming about his favorite Christmas gift. And it is a Red Ryder BB gun. It's a Red Ryder BB gun, and the story is that if you buy one of these guns, you're probably going to shoot your eye out. That's the fear of the whole story. You buy the BB gun, you're going to shoot your eye out. So we're going to jump into the story, and we're going we're to look at the story, and there's two different perspectives or vantage points I want you to concentrate on. Obviously, you're going to get the idea quickly that Ralphie was anticipating, expecting, laboring, wanting this gift, but at this point, when he's sitting with mom and dad, it has not arrived yet. And... Um, then you're going to see the excitement unfold of maybe it could possibly be. But what I want you to focus on and what hit me this year as I always watch the Christmas story is I want you to concentrate or focus on Father's expressions. So concentrate if you can on the whole thing, but please take away, look at Dad. Dad. Look at the excitement of dad. Look at the joy in dad because he's not receiving, he's giving, okay? And Brian, whenever you can. My God, would you look at that in the mask. you clean the papers in? Not me. Oh, no? No. Nope. Randy did it last year. Well, you we can do it again. Hmm. You know, this wine's not bad. It's not good either, but he wants it. <laughs> no, wants you him. don't. You have a nice Christmas? Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, did you get everything you wanted? Mm, almost. Almost, huh? Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's life. Well, it's always next Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that's so funny. What's that over there behind the desk? Where? Oh, behind the desk, against the wall over there. Why don't you go check it out? Huh. You, <laughs> isn't that a beautiful scene so did you catch did you catch Papa's expression did you catch the heart of the father through that the red rider BB gun it was the heart of the father and I want to just read a few scriptures um, oh that's right I, gotta, I need to put these on again <clears throat> how do we see the father is the father mean? Is he out to punish you? Is he a tyrant? Or is he a, the best father ever? And when you get to know his love and you get to know his affection, you're transformed. Jesus changed everything. Jesus said, if you've seen him, you've seen the father. That's right. You want to know what the father's like? It's just like Jesus. Father God, we talked about this last week. It says that God, Father God, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Father God wasn't way far away, not involved in the process. The heart of God. So we put these on, and oh, there's the Father. There is the Father God in James 1, verse 17, where it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. He's the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning and Matthew 7:11 it says oh how much more how much more your father who is in heaven gives good things to those who ask him do we believe that father god is good Is there an expectation in our heart for a new year that there's going to be good things that are going to happen? Or has something tainished his reputation? Has something happened in your past? Or was there a disappointment that somehow you can't seem to overcome from last year, so it hinders you from moving forward this year? Oh, yeah, that tape series Paul talked about, forgetting what lies behind. I press on, I move forward. There's a momentum of life. What lenses are you seeing the kingdom? What lenses are you seeing life through? But here is this was an interesting experience that I had. I don't want to get too emotional here, but sometimes I wish you could see my little artwork. It's kind of, it's kind of. I wish you know, like you see that little bit? There's a cross. It's called the God showed me that the body of Christ. This magnificent body of believers, glorious, victorious saints in Christ, something happened. Is anybody enjoying that series about the 60s that's been on? Anybody been watching that? Really good series. What they say is when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963 and they did the Warren Commission... Up to that point, you know, we talk about these tipping points and shifts. Now, again, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and argue or anything, but here's a what if. What if it was Lee Harvey Oswald? Well, what if he did act it alone? What if the Warren Commission was absolutely perfectly right? Well, what happened, because suspicion came in, from that point on, suspicion has been, conspiracy theories have been rampant in our government. That was one of the tipping points that made that happen. People, as citizens, could no longer trust the government for the truth. Make sense? Something has happened in the body of Christ where the Lord showed me there is a resistance to hope. There's a resistance to hope. I could be wanting to encourage you, speak truth to you, pull out scriptures to you, not my own manifesto, my own agenda. I could be going, this is what the Bible teaches us about hope. And all around is this ugly resistance to hope. There's a resistance to hope. Some of it is wrong thinking. I call it stinky thinking. Some people have a theology that they don't understand that Christ is the victor. Here at New Hope we have a victorious eschatology. That the king has come. He's reigning. He's ruling. We get to be part of it. We're not checking out. We're not going to Montana to escape. We have an assignment on earth. We are ambassadors of victory, and we are ambassadors of the king. And our assignment on planet earth is to keep the, it part, participate in the advancing of his kingdom in our lives, and our cities, and it will happen till he comes back again. He will return, but we are not in fear mode or laid-back mode or not engaged mode. We are an active army participating in the process. So this resistance to hope. So I, I looked up, you know, re, you know, resistors are very important. I am not an electrician, okay? If there's, a, if there's a home repair that needs to be done in my house, I call Joy Hogan. <laughs> That's how much I know about home repairs. And for years, as Joy can testify, if I had a small hole in my drywall, I would find a new picture to put there because that would be just fine for me for years. So I don't know about home repairs. I don't know about electricity. But I was just trying to understand what a resistor does. So a resistor, it reduces current flow or it actually uh, limits the flow, the current flow. It resists, it's, it's needed. Because, I, again, I don't know how a lamp works and how a generator works and we plug stuff in. But if it was too much, the little thing would just go poof. Okay, So there's like, you plug it in, it has 40 watts, the house works nice, there's electricity here, the heaters are working. But I guess resistors are really important in electricity. But in your life, to receive hope, resistors are not good. Because unbelief, past experiences, disappointment, confusion, the biggest one lies... Lies, 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 they hinder the flow of life. They also hinder the flow of reality because we don't want anything blocking the flow. Father God, you said that your sheep hear your voice. You said that we were allowed to reign with you in life, which I'll read the scripture later. You said that we were allowed to be victorious overcomers in life. Isn't it one of the most beautiful things that happened? Them things that you were a slave to, that you were in bondage to, things that held you back, now they don't bother you anymore? Yeah. Isn't it wonderful to be able to say, I can walk in freedom yeah. and liberty, and I can be whole on the inside. And everybody, It's manifested in my life, but I'm whole on the inside. Right. He heals, he delivers, he saves, he touches. So this resistance to hope, I'm praying that one of the things we do for the very first Sunday of the new year is we agree there's power in agreement. And we agree to say we will not be a people or a church family or we will not be part of the body of Christ that is somehow, we don't know where it came in. Obviously, there's warfare. There's different things that happen. But we will not be resisting when the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into hope. Because hope is powerful. Has anyone seen the movie Unbroken? The story of Unbroken? You know, part of the hope there was if you can take it, you can make it. That kind of seems like a little bit of a survival. For his situation, it was necessary for him to say, I am going to win by living. If you know the story. So these lenses and these filters just a few little ones as we begin to even close as we're preparing to land this plane here today. When I see these lenses, all of a sudden I can see clearly that I'm a citizen of heaven, that I'm an ambassador of light, and that I get to radiate love on planet fear. There is a lot of fear on planet Earth, but we are not of this world, are we? We get to represent, we get to represent, represent the king. I don't know if that's cool anymore or what, but yeah, we're representing. I get to radiate the love of God. I get to say I am an ambassador. I represent everything on planet love, and I will not be intimidated. I will not be intimidated. It's a beautiful thing. So we're going to close with some scriptures, and that, that, the, 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 the kingdom lenses are affecting my eyesight. Everything got really dark. So we get to reign in life. We get to go from glory to glory. Thanks be to God. you want to do a word study, punch in. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. In Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is alive. He won. I was with somebody this week. And it's amazing when you're going through a fire or you're going through a battle... I'll give you two perspectives. This one person thought everything was collapsing all around him. I said, time out. This is not Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. This is not a championship fight with two equal contenders. Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, there it is. The devil got his butt kicked. Jesus won. This is not, there is not, there is not a fight here. No, seriously, do you understand there is no fight here? That's right. That's right. You know, we got this picture that just, you know, Jesus and, you know, almost from the old Carmen days. Remember the, the big now, oh yeah, that was a great song, but the devil is not a contender. There you go. All authority and power has been given to Jesus. He has zero. Yes. You know, it, it, it sure wouldn't have known it, Sarah sure would have known it. But whether you know it or not. Whether you live it or not, you're a victor, you're a victor, you're a victor, you're a victor. Christ has the victory. That's a reality. Oh, man. you fired up. And to think my Broncos don't even play the next week. Okay. He won. He reigns now. He defeated, crushed Satan, and he overcame Everything. So that you and I could live. So we could live. And we could reign with him. We're just going to do some scriptures here. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all with an unveiled face. Unveiled. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord. As a believer, there is a progressive progressive unfolding of your life from glory to glory. From glory to glory. There's victory and there's advancement. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now, thanks be to God. Man, you know, you, just, you, you, ever, you ever feel any bit attacked, just say, thanks be to God. Yes. Say it out loud. Yes. Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Always leads me in triumph in Christ. And then through us diffuses the very fragrance of his knowledge in every single place we go. Jesus Christ is the victor. He is victorious king. He is the king of the universe. And he calls you his friend. And he rules and he reigns over his kingdom that is advancing and is never ending. It's like, oh my goodness, who do I belong to? If you have an identity crisis, who do you belong to? Because the intensity of that is there is not a battle. There isn't equal contenders fighting this thing out. The body of Christ is so much bigger and stronger. There's no demons. There's no principalities. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, which we're going to read in a minute. It's intense because we have to be reminded of the magnificent truth. So praise God that when I put my supernatural eyewear on, and this is a patent, a patent pending, I'm going to go on Shark Tank and see if I can get a million dollar investment, and I'm going to make these and sell them for twenty nine ninety nine each. I'm going to be rich. Because when you put them on, all of a sudden I, I can see clearly and my focus is laser focus. And I realize that I have the mind of Christ and I have a renewed mind. And I realize that I'm an ambassador of hope. I'm an ambassador of reconciliation. That Christ is a victor. That it's progressive. That I get to reign with him in life. That's a reality. Amen. This beautiful picture in Romans five seventeen, is we have received an abundance of grace the gift of righteousness, and we get to reign in life through Jesus Christ. We get to reign in life. Not sneak by. Not just barely make it. Oh, God, I hope we can get through the year. Because, you know, things are getting really bad out there. Really? Really? is the kingdom is advancing all over the earth. Yes. And, um, and without the king and the kingdom on planet earth, you know, we, we have no idea what the planet would look like in 2014. And there's still work to do. Right. There's still work to do. That series, Dick, that been on, 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 uh, it's been a tremendous series on the 60s. I forgot how, ter- how much turmoil and upheaval was going on in the 60s. It makes our kind of our local news stories every now and then we have one pop up look like Candyland, compared to. But here's what's interesting: imagine taking 1969 and going to like 1384, when most of the world was in bondage. And there was horrific things all over the planet. My point is, the king because the king came, Jesus changed everything, and there's still work to do. There's still work to do but we've received an abundance of grace and we get to reign in life. So please have a kingdom mindset and a victorious mindset. And we're going to close by reading Romans 8 and then just doing a little bit of, uh, of warfare to, to be in agreement together to break down some walls. Mary, thank you so much. What would I do without you, Mayor? One of my. Why do I say the same jokes every time for years? (laughs) There it is. There's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Why do I love that keyboard? Holy Spirit's here. He was already here, but tell you, there's something about the worship, right? Something about the keyboard and his presence. I had the privilege this week of spending some time with a dear friend. And this dear friend, you know, you, know, you know what this means, right? Lanny, it means like you're my brother. I was so inspired by spending some time with Lanny because Lanny has been battling for years. And it's a battle that seems to me not going the way that he would have ever hoped. And to have a man of God look at me in the eye and say, Ralph, there's so many things I don't understand, but this I do understand. That what we don't see, there's victory in what we don't see. And sometimes the victory is that you didn't go mad. And you didn't become bitter. And you didn't give up. Sometimes that's the most amazing testimony to say, after everything I've done to stand... I stand. And there are things on this side of heaven that I won't understand. But I persevere and I endure and I trust and I love. And you you still believe. I honestly believe that Lanny's story is as inspirational as that unbroken story, which I know that was a tremendous story of courage and faith and grace. But each one of us, you know what's crazy about life? We all have a story. And what you might be going through as a young married couple, or somebody else is going through later in life, or it does there's no there's no measurement. It's your story. It's your challenge. And to keep a proper perspective on the kingdom eyewear that you have in the spirit, how amazing is Romans eight? For who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. No, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We're only conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, Nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me or separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, no matter what we see, which seems the difficulty of what you might be going through, it's still very important to see Christ as who He really is. Jesus is the King. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We are seated with him in Christ and we are his ambassadors on planet earth as he puts every enemy under his feet till he comes. We have an assignment. No matter what we see in this temporal thing, the victory is eternal and it's secure. The victory is secure. So I, I want to just release something over, over you. I love, I love blessing your spirits. So I want to bless your spirit. I want to bless your spirit to be alive to the truth that Christ is victor. I want to bless your spirit to, to be prominent, to be superior in every way. I want to bless your spirit to rise up over your body and your soul. That you would receive the fullness that God has for you in your spirit that you'd understand and you'd have eyes to see the fullness and the scope of his vast major victory and his his power and his love and the advancing of his kingdom. And today we declare as we all enter in as a family over a new year, we break down them walls. We say, unbelief, you got to go. We break every lie and accusation against the Father of lights. We say that God is good, and he's a good Father. And we declare that we will not be resistant. We will not resist hope. Because hope changes everything. When there's hope, there's life, and you can see clearly. So I pray over you that the hope that is in God, I'm going to pray over you, Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope, right now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound, that you'll have more than enough hope that you that you gotta give it all away, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we say we take I saw wire cutters and where the resistors, this little thing that looks like a worm, and we cut out any resistors anything that would hinder the current, the flow, that we would receive hope. We're not resisting hope. We're receiving the fullness of hope. And Father, I do pray that even today, there would be a correction. You would divinely adjust and move because there are defining defining moments that we can agree and say, we will not resist hope, that we are full of life, And we get to reign with the king. Yeah, we agree. That would be a great response. If you agree, you say, "We we agree. We agree. We agree. We agree. God, I pray for your people. I pray for the saints of God. I pray for every beautiful saint. I pray for their calling and their purpose. I pray that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God, we love you and we declare That the expressions that we saw from Papa, from an earthly man, from a dad giving his son a toy, the excitement, the joy, that we would see clearly that's how you are. And our hearts would be expecting good things from Papa. So saints be blessed.